Welcome back to the Accelerated Physics Podcast. It's a show where we talk about teaching and learning physics. I'm Sean Downs for the Poseidon Institute. Today is our first big ideas kind of show, where we take classroom concepts and put them into a broader perspective. Please do take these examples and share them with your students if you happen to have any. Today, we're talking about special relativity and traveling near the speed of light. To that end, hey, let's talk about our galactic neighbors. The nearest star to us, besides, of course, the sun, is Proxima Centauri. It's only about 4.24 light years away. Proxima Centauri is a small star, but it has a number of planets. One of those planets, Proxima Centauri c, orbits in the star's habitable zone, meaning it can harbor liquid water. Might there be life on Proxima Centauri c? Well, it's hard to say. There's some complications that we don't have to deal with here on Earth. But let's punt that question to the end of the show. For now, let's just say that compared to other objects in our galaxy, 4.24 light years is only a stone's throw away. So here's a fun question for you or your friends or, or your students. Traveling at 90% of the speed of light, how long would it take you to get to Proxima Centauri c, this potentially habitable planet? How long do you think? If you answered slightly more than 4.24 years, you'd be totally wrong. What makes this question fun is that the answer is counterintuitive in just the right way. The way that teaches you about how special relativity works. It's also a suitable question for both first-year college students and experts. It would certainly be a sneaky question for a PhD oral examination. So, how long does it take you to travel 4.24 light years? We know that nothing travels faster than the speed of light through space. So naively, you might assume that forms some kind of minimum time required for transit. If you were traveling at 90% of the speed of light, as in our question, you might guess what, something like 4.7 years? To some extent, your intuition is right. From the perspective of those of us who elected to remain at home on Earth, yeah, it would take you about 4.7 years. But how long would it take you, the traveler, from your own relative experience. The answer might surprise you. To travel 4.24 light years at 90% of the speed of light takes far less than 4.24 years. The answer is closer to two years. Two years to go 4.24 light years. Crazy, right? Well, maybe not. Time in special relativity is nothing if not relative. It might be hard to remember, but time slows down for objects in transit. Now, this phenomenon might be surprising, but it's certainly not uncommon. Cosmic rays coming from deep in outer space are constantly pounding the molecules of the upper atmosphere. These collisions generate a shower of particles, muons particularly, that rain down upon Earth with a density that's kind of comparable to like a light rain or snow. But naively, those particles, those muons, shouldn't be able to make it down here. I mean, they're unstable. 
on average, a muon decays to an electron and some neutrinos in about 2.2 microseconds. 2.2 millionths of a second. So given that muons are created about 10 miles up in the sky, that's 16 kilometers, and given that light can only travel 660 meters in 2.2 microseconds, right away you'd sense that we have a problem. Light can't even travel 1k in 2.2 microseconds. How on earth are these muons going to arrive at the ground a full 16k before they decay? Well, it is true that muons are traveling really, really fast, like 99.95% of the speed of light. But still, could they make the full 16 kilometers? Indeed, from our perspective, it takes them about 53 microseconds to arrive. So, if their mean lifetime is 2.2 microseconds, but it takes them 53 microseconds to get to the surface of the Earth, why haven't most of them decayed? This is the same problem as the astronauts, with the same solution. From the perspective of the muons, time has slowed down. From their perspective, as they approach the Earth, they haven't even quite been around for 2.2 microseconds yet. Again, crazy, right? But hey, that's special relativity. As much as it's exciting to think about traveling to other stars and possibly having a galaxy-wide civilization, special relativity makes that kind of hard to imagine, practically speaking. There's also the specific trouble with imagining life on Proxima Centauri C. You see, the star itself, Proxima Centauri, is really small and it's kind of a bit chaotic. It's not a very bright star, being only about an eighth of the sun's mass, but it flares quite violently from time to time transiently generating, in particular, a relatively high amount of x-rays, uh, that's probably not of great help to any form of life trying to survive out there. If the time difference between planets around the kind of two nearest stars in the galaxy is something like two years, I can't imagine how you would be able to send mail back and forth. And that's our show. The Accelerated Physics Podcast is brought to you by, oddly enough, the Physics Accelerator. The Physics Accelerator is a suite of support services offered by the Poseidon Institute related to learning and teaching physics effectively. One-page reference sheets, problem sets, coaching, and more. If you need a little help with your physics or math, or you're looking to extend your knowledge, please check us out. We're here for students from advanced high school on up, including any adults who want a quick way to refresh their skills. We're here for you at physicsaccelerator.com. The Accelerated Physics Podcast is a production of the Poseidon Institute, whose mission is to build and share physics knowledge without barriers. This podcast aims to serve both students and teachers of physics by injecting ideas and starting conversations. Do you have any ideas or feedback? Hey, drop us a line. This show is made possible in part by the Physics Accelerator, whose mission is to support people in the quest to learn mathematics and physics. The Physics Accelerator is a program of the Poseidon Institute. The show is written, edited, and produced by me, Sean Downs. Thank you so much for listening.